we are going to turn our Bibles to John chapter 21. As I was waiting on the Lord for his word, I heard the Lord say, The disciple whom Jesus loved. That's what the Lord wants to speak about this morning. The disciple whom Jesus loved. We're so familiar with hearing what most people say. Oh, Jesus loves everybody. Yes, he does. There's also different types of love, degrees of love, where everyone who desire to be partakers of that love can become partakers of that love of Jesus. Deeper love. Deeper love of Christ. That's what God wants to speak to our hearts this morning. To become the disciple whom Jesus loves. This is very special. If he loves everybody, then this line won't be there. He loves everybody. But this is something far deeper. If he loves everybody the same, and there's no difference, then this sentence wouldn't be there. Something that we must understand. We must long for, and we must work towards that. If you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, keep my commandments. And Jesus didn't say, when you love me, keep my commandments. No. He says, this is what is going to show me whether you really love me or not. By doing what I told you to do. By pleasing Jesus. Obedience is equal to pleasing Jesus. Keeping his commandments is equal to pleasing Jesus. When you please somebody, when you love somebody, you want to do what they like. That's what keeping his commandments is. So Jesus says, if you really love me, then this is what you will do. This is what you should do. And God is so faithful, so good. He spells out everything so clearly so we know what Jesus likes. So we know what is his love? And we know that we can grow in his love. We know that we can grow closer in our love relationship with Jesus. We can. The more we love him, the more we will please him. The more we please him, the more we delight his heart. And guess what he does? He shows his love to us. He sings over us. He blesses us with more than we can ask or imagine. He transfers his love and his vision into us. So much God does in the lives of those who really love him. John chapter 21, verse 20. Then Peter, turning around, saw the disciple whom Jesus loved. Follow me who also had leaned on his breast at the supper and said, Lord, who is the one who betrays you? Peter, seeing him, said to Jesus, But Lord, what about this man? We're not going into the whole conversation. God wants us to meditate on Verse 20, which is the key verse that the Spirit of the Lord wants to speak to us this morning. There is a conversation that's taking place between Jesus and Peter. Jesus is talking to Peter about what was going to happen after Peter returns to Jesus Christ after betraying Jesus. Jesus 
forgives Peter and he takes him, he restores him. And he prophesies over Peter regarding Peter's ministry and his death. And he says, this is how you're going to glorify God. Peter, you ran away from the cross. Peter, you denied me in front of a slave who could have had the opportunity to become a free person in Christ. But your eyes were on yourself. You were too scared. You gave into the spirit of fear because you didn't spend time in the presence of God when Jesus said, let's pray. Peter, you should be praying. Peter, you should be praying. Satan is going to sift you. You should be praying. But Peter didn't pray. So when the temptation came, the trial came, Peter fell. Miserably he fell. Instead of having faith in what Jesus said, which was that he was going to be crucified, but he will rise back up on the third day. He thought, well, if this is happening to Jesus, then I'm going to be gone too. I need to preserve myself. Self-preservation came at the expense of betraying Jesus Christ, his master. He was actually going to the cross for him. Many times we can be like this. Many times we can be just like Peter. When we keep our eyes on ourselves and give room for the spirit of fear, what will the spirit of fear do? It will distance a person from their God, their Lord, the very one who called them. And they had left everything to follow Jesus. Peter had left everything to follow Jesus. Well, he obeyed God in that. He had faith. That's why Jesus called him. He had faith in what Jesus said, and that's why he was able to leave everything and follow Jesus. Such a powerful example of obedience and faith. And after that, he saw so many miracles, so many miracles, including the dead being raised. What happened to you, Peter? Peter got so comfortable. What happened to you, Peter? When Jesus tells you to pray, you're sleeping, Peter. What happened to you? What happened to you? What had happened? What had happened? What happened to Peter? When you look at Peter's life, stages and degrees in different places, he was not watching. That's why Jesus said, watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. Your spirit is willing, but your flesh is weak. What is that flesh? He's not saying that your body is very tired and so you're sleeping. No. He's talking about the inner man. Your spirit man wants to do the right thing, but it's not overtaking. It is not overcoming. Whatever the body wants to do, or the mind wants to do, which is being driven by fear. And you give yourself over to fear. Fear will drive you away from the presence of God. And you give yourself over to fear because it's a spirit. Fear brings torment. God didn't give us a spirit of fear. How did it come? When you open the door to fear, when you let fear come in, fear will become your master. Fear will dominate you. Fear will cause you to do things that you would have never thought you would ever do. Fear will bring torment and fear will take you into a bondage. Fear will take you into 
at present. It's very important not to give room for fear. It is very important to submit to God and to resist the devil. When you don't resist the devil, when you don't watch and pray, you will not have the strength to resist the devil. What is watching? Watching is not keeping your eyes on everybody in the world. Watching is you keep your eyes on yourself. Watching is you are alert. When somebody is informed about a thief that is in your area who comes every night at a certain time to rob, what will you do? Are you going to make sure that your house is locked and your car is locked and everything is locked and you're going to be inside your house at a certain time and you're going to prepare for that to keep your house and keep your family and keep yourself safe? Or are you going to go around seeing how many people's doors and windows are not locked? Many believers are like that. Instead of looking at their own lives and seeing where they need to tighten or close the windows and their doors, they're busy looking at other people, how to correct someone, how to find fault with someone. Guess what happens? That becomes a trap for them. Because they didn't watch. Their house was unlocked. Their windows were open. They didn't have time to take care of themselves. How can you lock your stuff if you're busy trying to see how many people's doors and windows are open? We are called to be stewards of our own gardens first. Every single person needs to look at your own life. Be busy taking the plank out of your own eye. To look at yourself, look deep within and say, Lord, do a deeper work inside of me. Be watchful. Whichever way the enemy will try to bring discouragement or bring unbelief or bring fear, bring sin into your life. You need to watch out for that. Every principle that God has taught to us during every message, we need to write that down. Have it on a page. Go and read it. Reread it. Pray over it. If God is said, when you submit to God, that means if you're obedient to what God has spoken, and you have the power inside of you that comes from your obedient walk with God, you can resist the devil. You should resist the devil. And then he will run away. There's no reason to magnify the enemy. When you have the power of God inside of you, if you're walking in obedience to the will of God, if that is not happening, then as simple as that, see where you're disobeying and fix it. Whichever area it is, if God has told you something, if he said, believe in this, you're saying, well, I'm not going to believe in that. I'm going to go by what I see. I'm going to go by what my mind says. I'm going to go by what I feel. At that point, you will set yourself up for a big fall because you're acting not out of faith in what God has said. You've chosen to believe a lie like how Eve did. Eve was in the presence of God. Eve enjoyed that walk with God every day. Eve had everything at her disposal. Everything was in front of her. All the trees and all the animals. And she was in the best place. Out of the whole earth that was created, she was in that special garden. The garden of the Lord where God came and visited them every day. You can't have a life better than that. They were also given something. To stay here, don't go out of this, don't go near that. Why? It's for your own protection. So that you don't get burned. What did she do? She did the opposite. How did she do that? Did she get up and decide one day, well, I'm going to go and disobey? It doesn't work that way. 
How did that rebellion come? How did she not only fall but cause her husband to fall too? That's what sin will do. Sin will not only cost you, it will cost others through you. How did that happen? How did that happen? Because she didn't watch. She didn't follow what God told her to through her husband. She knew that she shouldn't be going near the tree. Knowledge of good and evil. Because that tree was kept there for a purpose. It was not for her. It was kept there for God's purpose. It was not for her to go there. God didn't put it there so that Adam and Eve can eat and sin. No. God didn't keep it there to test Adam and Eve. No. God kept it for his purposes. God had a purpose for it. Even in heaven we have that. But if the Lord said, don't go there, that's not for you. That's all we need to follow. But what did she do? She went to the place where she should not have. Guess who was waiting there? Lucifer. Anytime you cross boundaries that God has placed in your mind, in your heart, then you enter into the enemy's domain where the enemy waits there to steal, kill, and destroy. That's all he does 24-7. It's important to stay within the territory God has marked out for you. It is important to stay within the boundaries that God has for you. It is important to stay within the hand of God, within the fold that God has placed you in. Very important. Wandering legs, wandering feet, wandering eyes will lead us to the path of the dead. Wandering feet and wandering eyes will lead us to the path of the dead according to God's word. It is important to stay within our boundaries that God has placed. It is important to stay within the word that God has given. It is important to stick to God's commands because they are life for us. Whatever He tells us to do, it is life for us. Whatever He tells us not to do, it is life for us. Only those who obey Him show that they have faith in Him. If I believe in what He has told me to, then I'm not going to cross the boundary that has been placed. Well, Eve transgressed and fell by transgression because she went to the place where she should not have. There the enemy was waiting. She had a conversation with Lucifer which she should not have had. Anytime you become a partaker of Satan's evil words Understand, they will have power over you. If you listen to the lies that Satan will speak, knowing that it's a lie, and you entertain it. Entertain is by listening to it and not rejecting it. That is entertaining it. Those words will have power over you. And it will cut you off out of your life supply. It will cut you off of your lifeline. It'll cut you off of your power supply. That's what poison will do. The words of the enemy is poisonous. It's poison. You stand there. Every word that Satan speaks, you listen to it. Before you know, it will kill your soul. Before you know, your state of mind will get altered. Before you know, you'll be thinking different. Before you know, you'll be tormented by the enemy. Before you know, you'll lose your peace. Before you know, you'll be making choices that you would have thought that you never do. 
Stay within the boundary that God has placed for you. Stay within the will of God that God has placed you in. Stay in the word of God that God has given to you. There's safety. There's strength. There's power. There's power in God's word. Have you ever wondered how am I listening to the words of the enemy and not to the words of God? The answer is in you. But you ask yourself, why did they do that? What are you supposed to do? Stop listening to the voice of the enemy. And start listening to the voice of God. Speak the word of God. Whatever God has spoken over you, if you want to shut down the voice of the enemy, it's very simple. This has been taught many times before. You have to take it and put it to practice. You have to take the word of God and speak it out loud. When you speak it out loud, you will drown the voice of the enemy. You need to do certain things. What do you do? If you're going in a car and you have another car next to you and they have bad music playing in that car, what do you do at that time? You raise your volume up in your car to drown that down, don't you? We do that. If you want to shut that down, what do you do? You increase your volume on your side. If you don't want to hear it, you will do everything in your power to shut that down. That's what you should do. If you don't want to hear the voice of the enemy, you speak the word of God over that. You speak what God has spoken over that. If Satan's words have power, as they do, God's word has all the more power. You speak it out. No Christian should stand as if they have no hands and feet and look like helpless, weak, little, poor thing. There has no power where their God has left them as orphans in front of the devil. It's a lie of the enemy. Greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world. How many times will God speak? How many times will God say the same thing over and over again? Why will God give a prophecy? Why will God give a word? Why will God speak on Sundays? Why will God speak on Tuesdays? Why will God speak on the morning call? It is for us to lay hold of it. That is your weapon, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. You take that and you smite the enemy. Every word that comes from the mouth of Satan is devoured by the Word of God when you use it, when you put it to use. Only those who don't exercise their faith by taking the Word of God and applying it, by following it Jesus' way, will be overtaken, overcome by the enemy. Only those people. Jesus modeled it so beautifully before us, and that's why it's recorded in the Bible. When the enemy came to him, the enemy spoke. The enemy will speak. You can't avoid that. You stay where you are. You don't go where the enemy is. Even where you are, the enemy can come and speak. But if you are where you should be, you have more power. You're not in his territory where he can weaken you fast. When you are where you should be and when the enemy comes and speaks to you, if you're walking in the footsteps of Jesus, you should be doing what Jesus did. He spoke the word of God out loud and he drowned the voice of the enemy. That's why Jesus overtook, overcame, overpowered the powers of darkness. That's what every believer in this church should do. Not cry victim, but be victorious. We're called to be victorious every single time. You're taught to fight again and again and again, and you've been given the sword to fight. The presence of God is there to strengthen you again and again and again. We are in the battlefield. We need to do what we're supposed to do if we should live a victorious life. Why did Peter fail? 
Peter failed. Miserably he failed because he was weak on the inside. Spirit was willing. That means he had like very good desires. But you know what? His feet didn't go where his heart had. His heart wanted to go. No, I want to be with Jesus. And if he dies, I will die with him. A lot of talk. But when it came to the actual walk, nothing was accomplished. It was opposite. Why was that? Why was that? Because Peter didn't apply the word that was given to him. Jesus said, watch and pray, Peter. Watch and pray. He didn't watch and he didn't pray. He failed. Jesus said, I will be crucified. The Son of Man will be crucified. But on the third day he will rise up. Peter didn't take that word to heart. He was more on listening to what the enemy said back then. The enemy said, oh no, Peter, this cannot happen to Jesus. Well, who is the boss here? Jesus? Or the enemy? Who was he listening to when Jesus, the Lord of life, the Son of God, is speaking words of life? He's right there, but how did he not take his words and listen to the voice of Lucifer there that came against the plan of God and said to Peter, Oh no, Peter, oh no, Peter. This Peter already thought that he knew better than the Messiah. We have to be very careful. God speaks to us. God warns us through his servants. We need to be open to the correction that God has. At that time when we say, oh no, I know what to do. We're not going to go forward. I'm not going to take what the Lord says over here because I know already. That I know is what made Peter a betrayer of the living God. He thought he knew better than the Messiah. Messiah is speaking something. He's the one who was going to go to the cross and he was not wailing about it. He was speaking victoriously. Jesus was speaking victoriously. There comes Satan working through someone who was not watching and praying. He was ready to listen to the voice of the enemy. And he went with that suggestion to Jesus and he said, Oh Jesus, this shouldn't be happening by the way. You should be living long and you should be here and you know more people need you and this cannot happen and I will not tolerate this. You see how that I is so strong in Peter? And that I become strong. The strength of God will just leak out of a person. He was someone who received the revelation of God just shortly before that and Jesus encouraged him after that. All of a sudden, the pride kicked in. Self became strong because he felt like, Hey, God spoke to me. Hey, look what I received. What happened? Whatever he received leaked out. Because self showed up. We need to be humble. Every time we receive a revelation from God, every time a prophecy comes, we need to just take it with fear and trembling and with joy. Because every word God has spoken has to come to pass. And I need to be someone who will obey the call of God and work with the living God by faith so that God can work His plans into my life. May God speak to our hearts this morning. This Peter, who failed miserably and he just came back. Instead of being broken, all of a sudden, like he's turning around and looking at John. What's going to happen to this man? What's going to happen to this guy? And this guy, he's concerned about, basically, jealous. Jesus said about this to me, what about him? Because he saw him leaning on Jesus. Not only was he leaning on Jesus, he was at the foot of the cross. John was at the foot of the cross, very different than Peter. The love for Jesus that John had drove him to the foot of the cross. What a difference. 
When one denied things that I don't know this man and he cursed and he swore. He had another one who came and stood at the foot of the cross. Even if, if it means that I'm going to be next, I'm going to stand at the foot of the cross. Right where the soldiers are, right where the other people who hated Christ that were standing, I'm going to stand there. One man with the rest of the women who came to Jesus stood there, only one man. May God help us to be different. Not just talk, but really walk our talk. We really don't see John talking a lot. You see Peter talking a lot. You see Peter's failure. But we see John's life as someone who is hidden, humble. And you see how he stood at the foot of the cross. You know why Jesus left? Now verse 20, let's read. This Peter who came back, after repenting and Jesus showing such love to him, he came. And he says this. After Jesus spoke to Peter. If Jesus would have had anything for John, Jesus would have said, it's none of Peter's business. Sometimes people are like that. After they receive what God has spoken to them, they think, what did God speak to the next person? What is their thing? What does that concern you? Don't let the devil deceive you into taking you into areas that you shouldn't. Talking about people that you shouldn't. Thinking about others that you shouldn't. It's important to mind your own business. It is important to take care of your own thing. It's important to work on your own heart. It's important to solidify your relationship with Jesus and focus on that. If you have time for that, you'll really do a good job in your walk with the Lord. If you have time to focus on yourself, you really grow up in Jesus Christ. It's important. And out of your walk with God, God will use you to bring others to Christ. It's important to be someone who will be keen on listening to what Jesus has to tell us. And Peter, verse 20, turning around and saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following. Peter's looking at John and he himself knows this person Jesus loves more. He does. And you know why. You see, John was the one who was at the foot of the cross. Jesus knew that way before. He even went to the cross. And Peter knew that. Peter knew that. John leaned on Jesus at the supper. There are distinct moments. The Bible marks certain things as precious. And we must take those things to heart. You can be a John to Jesus. You can be someone who can bring comfort to the heart of God. You can be someone who can lean on Him. Everyone has that opportunity. John was someone who was not only leaning on Jesus' chest at the supper, but he was someone who came and stood at the foot of the cross. Not, not only did John know that how much Jesus loved him, Guess what? Others knew that Jesus loved John. Peter knew that. John was a beloved disciple of Jesus. When you follow Jesus Christ, and when your focus is only Jesus, and you're not nosy, and you don't pop into matters that you shouldn't, you don't let yourself distracted by the enemy. And you just love Jesus like a little child and your focus is just Jesus and you. 
And out of his love for you that you help others, that your walk with the Lord is pure, then not only will you experience the love of Jesus Christ in a unique way, you'll be an example to others. You'll be an example to others. Others will see God's love upon your life. John was a beloved disciple of Jesus. And his love for Christ and Christ's love for him is very evident in all of his episodes in the gospel. You see a major portion of God's love showing through him in his writing. Apostle of love. How did he become an apostle of love? He was someone who received Jesus' love. God's love is available for all of us. Again, I said this before and I'll say it again. You have the control to how much you want to receive God's love. You say, well, this is enough. One cup of water is enough and you close your faucet. That's how much you get. God's love is like an ocean. It's your choice. You determine how much you want to receive. You're the recipient. You have the control on your side. Jesus wants to flood you with his love. Jesus wants to give you an overflow of his love. Are you receiving it? Being on the receiving end. Are you giving yourself fully over to Jesus like how John did who leaned on him and said, Lord, I want to experience your love. He loved Jesus so much, you don't get what the other disciples will think. It's like a little child leaned on Jesus. Imagine how much that would have touched the heart of Jesus. How much Jesus would have given his love. What a blessing that would have been. Leaning on the Son of God. God himself who created this world. Everybody had the opportunity just as the Bible says, all those who touched the hem of his garment, they all got healed. Well, there were many people in Nazareth who never got healed. When Jesus went there, nobody believed in him. They all questioned and they were jealous of him. They belittled him. That power was on his garment there too. Nobody got healed. The love of Christ is available to you to flood you with his love. We to experience what John experienced to be the beloved of Jesus Christ. You too. You too. Can be like John. It is important for us to be people who do the will of God. Jesus says this to Peter. Whatever I want to do with him, it's up to me. What are you concerned about? Your concern should be to follow me. That's it. Verse 22. Every single person's concern is to follow Jesus. That means he goes before and I follow him. That means my eyes are upon him. Period. Your eyes should be upon Jesus. Period. If you want to be successful in your walk with God, your eyes should be upon Jesus, not upon yourself, not upon others. Your eyes should be upon Jesus. If you're going to follow someone, your eyes must be upon them. If you take your eyes off of them for a minute, they can go somewhere else and you can be lost. If you follow Jesus, you need to keep your eyes on him. If you want to follow Jesus, you should keep your eyes on him. And that's what Jesus told Peter. Peter, don't be off focus here. You need to follow me. Where's the thought coming to Peter about John? What's going to happen to John? Jesus spoke about me. I want to know what's going to happen to John. Where's that nosy thought coming from? Where is it? Where is it coming from? Definitely not from the Spirit of God. So where is it coming from? Where is it coming from? Jesus addresses that here. 
It's not from the enemy. It's not from God. It's from the enemy. It shouldn't be there in you, Peter. Discard that. Refocus. Follow me. Follow me. Peter followed Jesus after that. Just follow me. Jesus calling him again. Changed Peter's life. Peter followed him. All the way to Mount Olives, all the way to the upper room. And became a powerful, powerful apostle of God. So if you would have taken your eyes off of Jesus, if you would have done things like what Peter did, there's a lot of hope for you. God wants to change you like how he did with Peter. God wants to use you like how he used Peter. There's hope for Peter. There's hope for you. Even if you would have gone off track like how Peter did. God is calling you not to compare yourself with someone. God is calling you to look at Jesus and follow him. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Let us run with endurance. Let us run. She tripped and he fell. God is speaking to your hearts today. Get up from where you are. Get back to where you need to be. Get up from where you are. You need to get up, dust yourself, and you need to run forward. You need to go forward. Peter went forward. Peter went forward. He wept miserably. He said, Lord, Lord, I did this. And Jesus forgave him. And he restored him to himself. And he prophesied over him what he was going to be. He spoke his words of power, words of life over Peter. After receiving it, Peter's focus was off. Jesus caused him to refocus by his word. That was it. Peter ran, ran all the way to the very end, fulfilling the prophecy that was spoken over his life. He glorified God by his death by his life, and by his death. We need to be like that. Our lives should glorify God while we're alive. And we should glorify God in our death as well. Our focus should be on how our life is before God, not about anyone else. We're not called to give a rating or a score for how someone else is doing spiritually or how their walk is. It's none of our business. Our focus is to be my walk with Jesus. Just like how Jesus corrected Peter. God's voice is coming to each one of us here. If you miss the mark, today is your day to get back on track. If you took your eyes off of Jesus and put your eyes on yourself, today is the day to refocus like Peter and run your race. Finish it well the glory of God, to receive the crown that God has for you. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. Give yourself fully over to Jesus and say, Lord, Peter was able to, through your strength, through your power, I'll be able to. There's no defeat to those who walk in the path of the cross. If you can put him back on the straight path, if you can strengthen him, If you can work in him, you can work in me, Jesus. I want to work with you. I want to be like Peter, who, when corrected by Jesus, took the correction and went on to live the life that Christ had for him. I want to be like John, who simply leaned on Jesus. Not be self-sufficient, but have that love. Be dependent on Christ to draw from Him, to have that strength 
to stand at the foot of the cross. Not run, flee when problems come, but to run towards Jesus. Run towards Jesus. Hallelujah. Run towards Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So we close our eyes and look to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God has spoken to our hearts. Each and every single person God has spoken to you in a very unique way, you know. Every time the Holy Spirit speaks, He speaks to every single person. In a very unique way. In a very loving way. What you need, only the Spirit of the Lord knows. According to that, God speaks. Just take it. Because you'll live by it. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. When I am tired, when I am tired, let me run to Jesus. Let me run to Jesus. When I am tired, when I am tired, let me run to Jesus. Let me run to Jesus. You're the hope to the hopeless, the friend of the weary, the lover of my soul, sweet Jesus. You're the hope to the hopeless, the friend of the weary. The lover of my soul, sweet Jesus. When I arise, when I arise, let me see you, Jesus. Let me see you, Jesus. When I arise, when I arise, let me love you, Jesus. Let me love you, Jesus. I will seek your face, oh Lord. I'll seek your glory, Lord. I'll seek your glory, Lord. I will, I will, yes, I will seek your face. Oh, Lord, I'll seek your glory, Lord. I'll seek your glory, Lord. I'll seek your glory, Lord. I will seek your glory, Lord. Despite what is happening in my life, despite whatever storm Satan may send my way, I will seek your face, oh, Lord. Because by looking at the face of Jesus, your face will become radiant too. Those who look to him, their faces became radiant. Their faces were never put to shame. Hallelujah. It's important to take your eyes off of your stuff and place it on Jesus. And say, Lord, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to walk in the path of the cross. No matter what Satan may throw my way. I'm going to keep my eyes on Jesus. When you follow Jesus, goodness and mercy will follow you. When you follow Jesus, goodness and mercy will follow you. Hallelujah. When you follow Jesus, goodness and mercy will follow you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Father, thank you, Lord, for this morning hour. Thank you for your presence that is here. Thank you for speaking to us because you love us. Thank you for speaking to us because you care about us. Thank you for speaking to us because you have big plans for us. Thank you for speaking to us because you want to take our eyes off of ourselves and to place it upon you so that we can speak clearly, so that we can hear clearly, so that we can follow you, Jesus, all the way to our destination, which is glory. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. So I pray that you'll bless your people at this hour with your strength, with your power, 
all with your presence. That today may be a day of great change. Today may be a day of great victory. Today may be a day of great strength. May this day be a day where God will do mighty things in the lives of your people. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Take a few minutes in the presence of the Lord and ask the Lord to work this word in your life. Lord, work this word in my life. Work this word in my life. Hallelujah. Tell the Lord, work this word in my life. I yield myself to you, Holy Spirit. Open your mouth and say, wherever you are, say, Lord, I yield myself to you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. To watch and pray. To make it my business. To work on my soul. To speak the word over the voice of the enemy. To not listen to anything that comes contrary to what God has spoken. Hallelujah. That I may live by the word of God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Father, as your servant standing in the presence of God, before the throne of God, according to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God, I bless you people at this hour with a blessing that you alone can bless them with. They may become inheritors of everything that you have for them, Father, that their lives may pattern according to your blueprint that you have for them. That as you transformed Peter's life and as you made John an apostle of love, as you used Peter so powerfully, because of his decision to follow you. That he received his strength from you, Jesus. I pray that each and every single person, every child, every adult is here. May become inheritors of your plan and your purposes that you have for them. That your lives, O oh Lord, may not be off track, but it will be in line with the perfect will of God. That the enemy that came and tricked them and tricks them from time to time be defeated once and for all as it was defeated in Peter's life once and for all. That the plan of God may be accomplished in the lives of your people. That every lie of the enemy be overcome by the word of God. That power be given to the saint of the summer. That they may rise up, pick up their beds and walk. Glorifying God. And I pronounce this blessing upon your people this day. And I thank you for doing this. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If the Lord has spoken to you, please go ahead and pray.